PR is not a verb is brought to you by the Impact Agency. This is a three-part series on influencers. This is part two, where we discuss if size matters when it comes to picking the right influencer for your business. Hi, I'm Nicole Webb from the Impact Agency, and today we're talking about um, influencers, just carrying on from our previous conversation on regulation. I've got Katie Eastman with me. Hello, Katie. Hi, Nicole. Happy to be back. Katie is our Associate Director at Impact and all knowledgeable about all things influencer. So I'm really glad that um, that you've joined me today, Katie. So um, where I wanted to start today, I always start with so. I don't know why I start my sentences so. Um, we do a lot of work, a lot of work with influencers and content creators. Uh, most of our clients play in this influencer marketing space. So we've, we've come so far. I remember when we started working with them, they were bloggers and now influencers and content creators. But gone are the days because I remember it was all about the biggest following. We wanted to work with influencers that had the biggest number of followers. But, you know, nano influencers, micro influencers are just as valuable, if not more. Follow account doesn't demonstrate true influence, does it, Katie? It doesn't. Um, there are... It's a tricky one because some influencers with really large followings have a really engaged audience, um, but then your next one doesn't. There's a few reasons for that. They may have bought followers, which <laughs> was a practice a long time ago that I hope doesn't happen much anymore. Um, but with increased visibility on metrics and engagement, um, influencers can't get away with that as much anymore, um, particularly not the ones we work with because we can see there's back-end tools where you can look at engagement, you can look at where their their audience is. So you can look at what country they're from, how old are they, what, what gender are they. So um, it's hard to trick with large followings now. So, but there are still that have there are still some influencers that, that do have that hangover. But what you'll find with smaller influencers is often they'll have a really engaged community. They might they might be a parenting influencer who share really specific content about outdoor play. Um, and the, the people that follow them are following that account for outdoor play and they're really, really engaged. So as you said, Nicole, those smaller influencers can often be... Um, have a more engaged audience, you can actually reach more people and have more conversations with them for, for actually a much cheaper rate um, than some of your larger influencers. Not to discount larger influencers, there are a role and a place for them. Um, you've got to make sure that they are the right influencer because you'll often be spending well, yeah. a lot more money. And that's a, really, that's a really good point. So how do we know if the influence is right for the brand? We know that Selena Gomez has just surpassed <laughs> um, a Kardashian to have the most uh, followers. I think, was that on TikTok or Instagram? Or in total, maybe it's was total. But yeah, how do we know if the influencer is right for the brand? Look, this is part of our process and something that we've always done um, really well is looking at um, influencers beyond their follow account. So looking at brand fit, does the brand you're working with um, fit into the, the content creator or the influencer's lifestyle naturally? You want it to fit. You want them to be actually a user of that product or to trial it if it's something they haven't tried before or a new product. Um, that's probably the first 
standpoint is looking at brand fit. And then from there, um, you can, as I um, was saying, you can have a look at their, you can have a look at an, at an influencer's um, demographics. So there are tools where you can look at, um, you can dissect their follower count. So they might have 100,000 followers, but you can look at how many of that 100,000 followers are based in Australia, are based in New Zealand, are based in France. Um, you can look at what their age are. You can look at the gender. So you can overlay the audience insights from the brand um, generally with that influences audience as well and look at what that cross section looks like. I really like that idea that you can match the audience personas or the audience profiles of the brand with the uh, with the influencer yeah it's a great way to check are these the right people uh, if they're not they're probably not the right influencer to work with even though they have a big reach you've got to make sure you're reaching the right people um there's no point making noise for noise sake got to make the right noise to the right people sure so what else uh how, how else do we know if the influencer is right for the brand so brand fit does the yep. um product fit naturally into their lifestyle do their followers um match your the 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 audience for the brand um and also budget so looking at is, <laughs> is this going to work for for the brand there are a few different ways of approaching uh, a campaign with content creators is it a lot of content from a lot of influencers or content creators or is it a couple of pieces of key content so different different approaches um and working out how that budget best fits for the brand um but ultimately it does come down to the bottom line and then what what do we suggest brands do once the influencer has posted the content? What do we then recommend to our um, clients to do with that information? Yeah, so there are a few different things. I think first, I think we're going to take a few steps back and look at the objectives. So there's a few different reasons you might do a campaign with a content creator or an influencer. You might do it from a brand awareness campaign. You might be looking at a top of funnel um, activity where you're looking at building brand equity or building brand awareness, reaching new people, um, and that that's it's a bit trickier to measure um, that particular objective. But what you can easily measure quickly is look at the effectiveness of that content. So you can look at how many people saw the post. You can create um, a CPM measure, which is cost per thousand um, eyeballs. So you can compare that activity to other parts of your marketing mix. Um, you can look at um, engagement, have a look through what, what conversations are being started um, on the post. Um, you can then, if, if, the, if the brand has sophisticated brand measures, you can look at over time how that brand equity and that brand awareness is increasing. You could look at um, increases to the brand's um, social following. So is that influencer driving um, people back to the brand's page? Back to the objectives. If the objective is more than just general brand awareness or building brand equity, you can, there's a whole heap of other measures you can look at. You can look at web traffic. So are we driving people to visit the websites? You can look at how many people have actually made their way to the website and then have they gone forward to read, have they made their way through the website to, to read more? Um, an objective might be to buy product. So you might have a discount code. You can measure direct sales straight off the back of that discount code. Or is it a product that's in grocery and a bit trickier? To, to measure without a discount code. You could look at an uptick in sales if you've done an, a big influencer campaign and not much else um, activity. Um, you... what, what about Katie? What about Katie um, about affiliates? Yeah, that's that's I guess in a similar 
similar way to a discount code, um, an influencer can be what we call an affiliate where they might get a commission from a brand if somebody has clicked through from their content um, to buy a product. So that's another way to measure. Um, some brands will pay an influencer upfront for their content and other brands might work on a commission base with that influencer depending how many sales um, they might make. There's a few different ways that you can approach affiliates. Um, but there are huge, the, the list of ways that you could measure an influencer's work is huge and it really comes back to what those objectives are. Is it top of funnel awareness or is it pushing people sales, down the funnel sales, to sales, yeah. convert yeah, yeah, into yeah. sales, yeah. enter a competition, traffic to the website? There's lots of different different. Um, ways you can look at data. Yeah, absolutely. So Katie, how do you know if a campaign has been successful? You've got to go back to your objectives to begin with. Um, is it an awareness campaign? And if it's an awareness campaign, you probably, your first point of call is going to be looking at CPM, which is how many people have actually seen the content. So beyond follow account, this deep dives into impressions, which is how many people actually saw that post um, in the feed. Um, if it's a sales or conversion campaign, um, ROI would be your primary measure. Um, you want to look at what sales came in compared to how much you spent. Um, often we like to look at both of those measures side by side um, because with influencer campaigns, you're always going to, if, even if you're driving sales, you're always going to be building that brand awareness as well. So I don't like to look at ROI on its own. I like to look at it next to CPM, um, but they both are really important measures and help brands see the, the effectiveness and the success um, of influencer campaigns. And actually something to note here with um, both ROI and CPM, a really effective way to um, to increase both measures and to stretch your influencer campaigns is to put some spend behind content creators posts. So say on Instagram, an influencer will tag the content with the um, branded content tool um, and with the influencer's permission, it's really easy for them to do in the back end. You can put spend behind that post to increase the eyeballs and increase the impressions and reach whole new audience outside of the influencers following as well. It can often be more effective than a straight ad because it is coming from that third party. It's that genuine, authentic um, content about about a product or service. Yeah, fantastic. Listen, that that's a lot of information to unpick, but also very valuable. So thank you so much, Katie, for joining me today on our podcast. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Happy to chat. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more PR insights or to get in touch, head to impactagency.com.au.